Welcome back to another episode of Kindred Conversations. I'm Brittany Fry. I'm Paris Tews, and we are so excited. We are here in Salt Lake City tonight at Foundation Goods with Caitlin and Bethany. Will you guys introduce yourselves? Sure, thanks for having us. My name is Bethany Christensen, and I'm a co-founder of Foundation Goods. I've also been an interior designer for 15 years, and I have two children. I have a 17-year-old boy and a 12-year-old girl. I am Caitlin Creer, and I am also the co-founder of Foundation Goods, and Bethany and I have been friends for a long time, in addition to being business partners, and I am a designer as well. I've been doing design uh, for about 15 years, and I have five kids. I love that. We're so excited to have you guys on. I feel like this um, episode has been a long time coming, that we've been talking about potentially having you on, that we've started talking with you, and, and I'm just really excited for our conversation tonight. To start us off, can you guys tell us a little bit, I don't know, you can you can answer one at a time or, or just however, whatever flows best, but I want to hear from both of you. Can you tell us um, why home design is so important to you and what led you to start Foundation Goods? Well, I think home is really important to me, and I think that's what led me to home design, which led me and Caitlin to start Foundation Goods. And, you know, as you know, as women, like home is a really big part of your identity and your, your, your stomping grounds is where you're functioning, it's where you're doing your work. And having a beautiful home and a functional home and a clean home and all those things and a home that just feels really good has always been really important to me. So I think that's really, I mean, I started out playing Legos as a child, you know, doing floor plans with Legos at, you know, 10 years old. So home has always been really important to me um, because that's where you, that's where you live. That's where your roots are. That's where your family and your friends can gather and making that space the best that it can be has always been really important to me. I love that. You know, I really feel like home in so many ways is like the epicenter of the world. And I think like we live in such a fast paced kind of crazy ride kind of world, especially right now, like just so many things, so many resources, like literally there's so much available to us. And I think, you know, home is where we anchor in and it forms our identities and really shapes us. And I think supports us in so many ways, like besides the physical ways that it supports us. And so like Bethany, like just the idea of home, I think is so valuable and such like a beautiful kind of like, maybe it's romantic or old fashioned, but I just think all the traditional sentiments attached to home, like really are truer than ever in this day and age of just really having a place that feels like a part of you and having a place that can form your identity and support you in the ways that you need to be supported. And so, you know, when we work on projects and and work with clients, like creating environments is really, I think like a great term to use of just like, what a home can be. A home is an environment that you get to create. You get to decide not only how it looks, but you also get to decide how it feels and like the experiences that you want to have there with your family and with the people that you choose to invite into your home. I love that and I think it's so interesting that you say it feels a little bit old-fashioned, but I think there are so many, so many aspects in which I'm trying to get back to a more old-fashioned way of doing it. I feel have felt that way becoming a mom. You know, how did my how did my grandmother do this? Because the way that we're doing it now doesn't feel so right to me. And I I just thought that that was interesting because, you know, that's something that has been rooted, I think, for centuries, just the idea of home and loving your home. And that's something that I want. I want to be able to love my home. And I'm excited to talk about that more because who doesn't want that? Okay, I am curious. I love I love both of your idea of home, and I'm curious how that 
transitioned into starting a company together? Yeah, great question. But I think it was just mostly our curiosity. I think Caitlin and I grew up in beautiful homes and in neighbors' homes that were beautiful and around people that were really good at this. And I think for me, it was like a curiosity of like, okay, how can I do this for myself? And that's how the design part of the business really started. And maybe if I'm in this business and rubbing shoulders with people that are doing this and learning how to do this, I'll be able to do it for myself. And then as you kind of turn that corner, you find there's so many people that are just desperate for your help. I mean, I don't think I go into any room or any conversation where I don't answer a couple design questions. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> if you were in my house right now, the the questions I would be inundating you with. That's why we had to come here. That's why we had to come here to yeah. do the interview. Yeah. Because we never would have gotten to the interview. If it was at either of our houses, we would just have so many questions. Well, and it's not the questions aren't a problem, and it's fun to talk to people about their houses. But what what I found is that people were frustrated and they were stuck and they needed help. And and, you know, Caitlin and I, as we built our design businesses, have found that we can only help so many people at a time and the fewer the better because then we could be more focused on those projects. And so Foundation Goods was really a way we could help more people. And maybe if we came up with some basic, you know, uh, products and a core offering, that that would be something that would translate to more people. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think it's interesting because, like, I kind of found design on purpose but by accident. And, and I really do feel kind of what Bethany said, like I was really shaped by a lot of um, homes and experiences I got to have of just really having a reverence and a respect and like an admiration for like my friends' homes growing up or like beautiful homes I got to visit or like traveling and just like seeing how valuable and like interesting different environments could be and how they affected um, the experiences that people had. And so, you know, I think as we, as I grew in my design experiences, like I really like you know, started from like very small and like just kind of kept having the next step, the next step. And so I think my mindset and my sort of attitudes toward design and how we approach design in our time has evolved along with that. But, you know, I think we all are starting somewhere and I think we're all growing and on our own design journeys. And I remember like when I was first like a newlywed and we had our first apartment, like I was like shopping at thrift stores and like literally pulling things out of the gutter. And like, I like felt empowered by this like new opportunity I had to like create a home, you know? Yeah. And I think, like, now, maybe occasionally I still find something cool in the gutter. Like, <laughs> I'm kind of joking, but not. We still look but, in the gutter. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, you know, maybe going to thrift stores then evolved to going to consignment stores, or then evolved going to antique stores, or then evolved going to, like, now going to, like, estate sales and, like, things. And, like, you know, I think as we, like, grow and learn and understand the value of that more, it, you know, it shapes us and then we shape it. And I, I really think that when you experience a home or even like staying in a fabulous hotel, but when you experience an environment that touches you or resonates you or impacts you in some way, that stays with you. It becomes a part of almost like your, your like design DNA, you know? And I think you then take that into like what you're creating for yourself in your own home environment. Like what are those influences? And then how do you in turn turn those around and utilize those in your environment to create something that's specific for you? Okay, I, you said a specific phrase that I'm like, I will be thinking about that for a while, actually. That you said, what did you say? It shapes us and then we shape it, right? It shapes you and then you shape it. I'm like, I'm gonna be thinking about that. I think that actually applies in so many, so many aspects of life. But okay, I feel like I want to get into a lot of design do's and the right way to go about creating this environment in your home. But I, before we get into that, I want to ask, about design don'ts <laughs> that um, how you've created this beautiful offering, right? You want to be able to help so many people that, that feel stuck on their home. How do you feel like most people are missing the mark when they're designing their own homes? 
So this is so interesting because I listened to your guys' podcast and I remember some of you guys said earlier this year in the podcast, you said, we live in a world that is copy and paste. Like so much of what's around us, like there's all these options available to us that we don't have to think for ourselves or like really turn inward and ask ourselves like, well, what do I like or what's right for me or what do I want to buy or, you know, or, you know, what plan seems like the right plan for me because we're just inundated with options and opportunities everywhere we look, specifically on social media. And that's really stuck with me like about how so often like when we have these copy and paste options we don't like put in the work to really like discover what is fitting for us as individuals and I think that's a huge mistake in design that people make and I think especially with Instagram and Pinterest and kind of like you know there's been so much inspiration that's become available to us especially in the last 10 years but what that's also done is kind of like diluted everyone's individuality as far as like how they incorporate that into their own spaces. And, you know, I think you go on like Instagram and especially like lately, it's like one neutral, beautiful organic room after one neutral, beautiful organic yeah, room. Yeah. And I love that. Like there's totally a place that I'm not, I'm not knocking that, but like, you know, it, when we fixate on that and focus on that, and then we try to copy that or make that or figure out how to replicate it it's never going to feel truly authentic because it's not coming from us. Right. And so Bethany and I talk a lot about this and we talk about this a lot with like our clients that we work with individually of like, we are all for inspiration, like take all the inspiration that resonates with you, you know, go out in search of inspiration, right? Living life is inspiration. But I think it's really important that we put that inspiration through our own filter and, and really take the time to say, okay, great, I love this and I know I love that and I and this resonates with me, but how do we take it and make, truly make it our own and individualize it in a way that, you know, is our version, is unique to us and is personal, you know? Like no one else can make those decisions for you. Like no one else, you know, they can tell you, oh, this is cool or this is popular or everyone's liking this right now, but like that doesn't mean it's right for you or yeah. it doesn't mean it's what you like. Yeah. And I think the most magical I think in general in life, like people that truly are original and, and know who they are and like are comfortable, like really being that and living that and embodying that, they are the people that like create magical things in yeah. the world, right? And I think when you take that concept and you apply it to home and it's like, how do we create this magic in our home? It is, it's being true to ourselves. It's leaning into our authenticity and originality and, and what we like and what makes us happy, right? And like no one else outside of us can tell us what that is, right? Like we are the authority for ourselves. And so I think people really miss that in design. And that's something that we do. And it's, I think like both how Bethany and I work with our clients is a little bit unique. I think a lot of designers out there are out there kind of putting their stamp on things like, oh yeah, this looks like a house by, you know, this person or that person or this look or that look. And truly the highest compliment that I think we both like want to get from like from our clients and from people that know them is for people to go into their spaces and say, oh my gosh, this house feels so much like you to the client. Right. And, and we do have a process for that. Like that is, a, that is a deliberate and very strategic um, approach, you know, that we take to kind of really infuse that into the home. But like the most magical home experiences are all ones that come with that piece of authenticity. I love that. That feels so powerful. And like you said, there's so much benefit that comes from inspiration, but the downfall of that is that then our homes are dictated by trends. And if they're dictated by trends, then, you know, you have a white kitchen and then five years later, it's supposed to be putty. And then what are we supposed to paint it in five years? And we, I don't want to live in a house that 
feels like it's supposed to be something different every five years. But I love that because when you're picking it, because it feels like you, then it doesn't matter if the houses on Instagram change because you picked your house because you love it. And so I just think that that's such an important thought that you, it has to be true to you. And, and it also feels like that that's a lot of work to be able to really dive in and realize what you love and what your style is. So what, what advice would you give to someone who's trying to find their style? You guys have obviously been drawn to this forever. It's, it's part of who you are that you love design. What, what advice would you give to someone who is looking to find their style or has been so heavily influenced that they're not sure what exactly they like and what Instagram has told them to love? Well, I think that takes time, you know, and it's not instant, you know, copy and paste is instant. This takes time. And I remember when I was first starting out, we didn't have Pinterest and I had scrapbooks of magazine tear outs and I still refer back to them. They're still, they're timeless. I still love them. They're 25 years old, but it takes time to really hone in on what your style is. And when I was younger, I tried a lot of things out and I tried them out in inexpensive ways. You know, I did a big floral print and I was like, wait, I'm sick of prints. I only want neutrals and you know, this stuck and that didn't stick. But I tried it out in inexpensive ways to see if it was for me. And I think, I think be patient with the process. It takes time to know what's truly you and what's not. And um, when I look at like my friends that are doing it themselves and they pull me in for a minute and I, and I tell them, I say the only difference between what you're doing and what I'm doing for clients is I'm taking more time to think about it. And I'm gathering the samples and I'm asking the questions and we're just spending more time. And so I think it's a privilege that our clients have, that they have the time and the resources to do that. But it's also something everyone can do for themselves if they just take the time to focus on it and, and ask themselves the right questions. Definitely, like I think just to build on what Bethany was saying, you know, we do houses all the time for clients where it's like, you know, we get to do the big install and the big reveal and just like everything's in place and it's beautiful and it's this like really unique experience that the client's gonna have. And I think people walk into homes and spaces that designers did and they, you know, you can tell when like a designer or someone who's like very design savvy has like, cultivated a home, right? There's like mm -hmm. a feeling you walk in and you're like, oh my gosh, it all works, it fits, there's like a harmony to it. And you know, I think people think like, oh, that's because they had a designer. And, and I'm not saying that's not true. You know, designers know how to do that. It's a skill, it's a craft, it's something they've cultivated. You know, there's, there's definitely recipes that we use to kind of create that for our clients. But I think what people are really experiencing is the thought and the care and the intention and the purpose that went into the planning, right? Because you could take, you know, you could take a lot of different objects and a lot of different looks and a lot of style. And if you apply that same thought and care and purpose and intention and planning to almost any space, you will get a good result. Like, it, and so it's not necessarily always exactly what you're working with. It's how you're working with it, right? And it's like having a really like a purpose and I think like knowing where your arrow is pointed of like, okay, I'm trying to create this or I'm, I, you know, I need this function or I want this look of like really being clear on that. That's how you get that feeling of, oh, this makes sense, right? You walk into a space and it just makes sense. Yeah. This is so comforting to hear from as someone who doesn't have the budget to do, to hire a designer. But you know, I also, I do feel passionate. This is, I think a topic Britt and I are both passionate about. We we love our homes. We want our homes to be a special place. And it's really comforting to hear, you know, we can put in a lot of effort and will it look like a designer did it? No, it won't, but it can look beautiful and it can look and reflect us and the way that we want to feel in our homes. So that's just, I, 
I love the thought that, you know, if you put in the effort and you really take the time to be thoughtful about the decisions, then it will reflect in your home. And I think that can be overwhelming for people too, because, you know, um, they get stuck. You yeah. get stuck and you think the answer is, if I had a bigger budget, if I were building from scratch, if I had a designer, if I had more confidence, you know, you get stuck. Or if I could do it all at once. Yeah, like, instead like, sometimes of, Sometimes yeah. we're doing yeah. projects step by step and we just wish we like, could wave the magic wand yeah. and just like have all yeah. done in that moment. Yeah, and I think it's, I think it, if we could have one message tonight, th those aren't the answers. The answer is within you and you can find the right way to do it in your home and you can get through those stuck feelings and you don't have to, you don't have to hire a designer. You don't have to have a bigger budget. You can push through all of that. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely roadblocks and like those can feel really overwhelming. Like Bethany and I talk about this a lot just in our own homes or like our own projects of like, man, I need to get this started or I need to do that. And why does it feel overwhelming or why do I feel stuck here? But you know, I think like, you know, when we break it down into like doable steps, like sometimes it's just starting small. Right. And I think I've been thinking about this a lot in my own home of like kind of where my berries are or just like things I want to do in my home and what, you know, what do I need to, to get those things done? Do I need time? Do I need money? Do I need the energy? Do I just need to like focus on the project? And I think sometimes when, when we can like just simple things like getting a picture hung on the wall or like a new vase, right? Sometimes those little wins are just what we need to like keep us motivated and keep us going of like, oh yeah, the little wins matter. The little wins make a difference. Like, you know, I think sometimes people think they just need to start from scratch and they look at a room and they go, oh, this is bad. Or, you know, or, oh, we just need all new paint or we need all new furniture. Or, we need all new this. And they just want to like throw it all out and start over. And sometimes honestly, maybe that's the answer. Right? <laughs> like, maybe it's time to, you know, start investing in like really quality stuff that's going to stay with you. But you know, I think sometimes it's just like those simple small changes actually can make a really big impact. Like, you know, paint can make a huge impact. Getting a new rug can make a huge impact. Even just like a few new pillows or like some accessories. Like, you know, I think just like maybe we can't have like the whole big picture that we want like in this moment, but I think we can look like, okay, but like what's something small I could do that would like be one step closer, right? Like how do I kind of take from like this dream vision I have of this dream house I want to have or create or live in, like, great, maybe we can't have the dream all at once, but are there parts of that dream or like pieces of that dream that we can like find or start collecting or curating or like seek after? You know, like I think of like, like art quickly came to mind, right? Like it doesn't matter how big or small your house is, everyone has walls, right? What a great place, like art is such a great place to like find things you love, find things that reflect your style and personality and like start investing because no matter where you live and no matter where your home journey takes you, you will always have walls to hang your art on, yeah. you know? <laughs> so I think just like, I think we get stuck on, because we think it like has to be all or nothing or it has to be all at once or we feel so far away from like the end goal of what we want. And I totally resonate with that. Like I get that. Like I feel that in my own life sometimes with things I want to do with my home, but I also know the satisfaction that we can get out of the small and simple things. And I think that like really, you know, you said earlier, like sometimes these things are also just like a motto for life. Like I think really taking the time to appreciate like where we are and just like those simple joys really will help us to feel more satisfied and more appreciative of the home experience that we're currently living in. I'm so glad that you mentioned the small and simple things. That is the reality I am living right now. Same. We moved into a 20 year old house and it's like 
not old enough to be super charming and not new enough to feel like fresh and new. So it just feels old. <laughs> it feels it's, old it's and brown. Stage. And brown. Yeah, it's a hard stage. And, um, but we love it. It like, it, it really checked so many boxes. And so we, as we've been living in it, like we've really had to hone in on this vision, right? That at first it just felt very brown. And the longer we live in it, the more we realize like, okay, what is the function of this room? The function of this space of our house in general and um what is our vision and literally one tiny little thing at a time we're just like checking the box you know like we got a new light fixture and it was just the biggest deal ever (laughs) we just loved it and like we put up drapes and that felt like such a big deal and one weekend i took and hung um a gallery wall with pictures of my family that actually paris and her husband had taken and it's just like every little thing that we put up it for weeks, literally weeks, I will walk like through that room and just, oh my gosh, just be so excited about it. So I'm glad that you brought that up. I feel like that is what I'm living right now. And honestly, yeah. it's a good place to be. Like I I love appreciating those small things. And I Bethany talked a lot about um, just like the thoughtfulness that goes into a home. And I do feel like um, having that thoughtfulness and like each little change each little piece we bring in to a new space it feels so thoughtful and it i feel like it actually makes me enjoy my home more which is just so wonderful um i wanted to ask we've talked a lot about um i feel like just theoretically what makes you love your home um when there's just so much to compare it to, but I am curious what practical steps you have, what practical steps can somebody take in wanting to improve their home and make it a place that they love? Good question. Well, I'm thinking when we were talking earlier, I was thinking about having courage and I think Caitlin and I are pretty big risk takers. And I think like, (laughs) I think sometimes like we're willing to just try things, you know, like we're willing to try a pattern that someone else didn't like or a funky piece of art. Or I, I think that's kind of the difference between what we do and, and someone trying to do it themselves. And so I think one practical thing is to, to take a risk, you know, try something new, try something that's different that you've loved and that can, can make it be exciting. I love that. Well, it's it's interesting because like I think like people are always changing. Growing homes are too, right? Like let your home evolve. Like it's okay to like change your style or change your mind or like say, oh, I liked this, but now I'm over it, and maybe I'm gonna move it to a different room or rearrange things or you know mix things up or whatever. But um, I think that we, yeah, I think just like kind of being brave with what you're doing. It's interesting because we have a client that we're doing her home for the second time around. Okay. And so it's interesting because, um, long story, same home, second time around. And, and they had a fire and it was wild. And so now they're, they're redoing it. And the number one thing when we started the second round, she said, I want to take more risks this time. I want to be brave. She's like, the things I loved the most were the things that you pushed me on that you knew I would love or you knew were my personality. And, and this client has like a very distinct, really cool style. And, and, and we really like would say, Hey, like lean into this, or you've got to do this wallpaper or this fabric or whatever, or this art. And, and she came in and was like ready to go. And she's like, I want you to push me. I want to take more risks this time. And, you know, I just think sometimes like those are the things that make your home memorable, right? Like 
you know, I think of like homes, like I'm like a child of the 80s and 90s. And so like the, the design aesthetics of the 80s and 90s were kind of weird, like not great <laughs> ones, right? But like you think of like that plaid carpet that your friend had in their basement or like, you know, they're like crazy wallpaper that they're done. You're like, those are the things that stick with people that they like remember about your home. And like lots of the boring beige neutral homes, like I don't remember those. Okay. I have to cut you off (laughs) while you were talking. I have thought of this so many times throughout our conversation. And now that you're calling it out, I'm like, I have to say, I had a red kitchen growing up in the home I like most lived in. (laughs) And eventually we, my mom did like a whole kitchen remodel and built this kitchen of her dreams. I mean, years after having a red kitchen for so long. And my youngest brother, there are five of us and the youngest one cried, cried (laughs) to get rid of the red kitchen. He was so sad. And like, we will always remember that red kitchen, right? Like that was the kitchen I grew up in. And I don't know. I th- I love that you're talking about like those are the things we remember, and and I think like sure it's fun and beautiful to walk through um, like a, a parade home or in Oregon. I'm from Oregon. They do this thing called Street of Dreams. It's the same idea, right? But it's all on one street. And to walk through these just really beautiful homes, like there's just it's so fun. But the homes that feel like they have deeply impacted me, like they are perfectly imperfect, right? Okay, okay. I love that. Like that phrase really resonates with me. And I think about that a lot just in life. I think that people don't really understand. Like we've set such a high bar. And this is something that Bethany and I talk about all the time. Like we almost have created this like toxic dynamic with how we feel about our homes. I think especially as women of like, oh, my home is this like reflection of me and extension of me. And like, you know, how clean it is how organized it is how beautifully decorated it is it's like all of a sudden it's like we feel like we're failing if our home isn't like measuring up to all these standards right totally and it's like it's good to have you know high standards it's good to have goals whatever but like not when they're like making you feel bad about yourself or your efforts or your ability to meet them okay and I think that like people really don't realize because we work in design and we like literally are the ones that pick and create and know the cost of like everything that goes into these like, you know, magnificent, you kind of said like street of dreams, like the dream home, the parade home, or like these Pinterest Instagram worthy homes. Like I think people's jaws would be on the floor if they realize like how much time, you know, money, like craftsmen, art. I mean, you know, there's just so much that goes into them. Like, and they're amazing and they're beautiful and they have their place. And this is, and I love, you know, I love the opportunity to get to work on them. But like there are times when I go home, I'm a designer. I have all the resources and all the know-how. There are times when I go home and I can be like, oh man, this is rough. <laughs> you know, like what would it be like? <laughs> um, but but I think that like that's the point is that like that is such a high standard, right? And and yet for some reason, we're all sitting here comparing our home to like the five million dollar home, right? Okay. Oh sorry, I I don't want to cut you off. You're good. Um, but it also makes me think we're comparing ourselves not only to these homes with these huge budgets that have been perfectly curated by designers, but on top of that, it's while they're not lived in, people yeah, are living there. Yeah, yes, yeah. We're yeah. A, it's been a photo shoot that we see on Instagram or we're walking through it in a parade where they're just purely for display at this point, yeah. right? But you know, even those really expensive homes, you know, the cabinets chip and things happen and kids leave their stuff on the ground. They do. And those homes don't even look like those homes. Absolutely. And so, yes, as designers, I mean, you're designers and so you're so fully immersed in this world, but you're also women and mothers and you have your own homes. How do you 
keep that mindset? How are you able to love your home even when you, I mean, I'm sure there are things that you want to change all the time. That's something Britt and I talk about a lot because we both moved into homes that we are renovating gradually. And, you know, I look at my house and I see a lot of things I love and I also see a lot of things I want to do. So how do you, how do you guys manage that? Well, we named our store Foundation Goods for a reason. And we really believe in good bones. And I'm sure you've heard that term before. And we really believe all homes have some redeeming qualities, right? And those are your good bones. And whether you have a great floor plan or it's a charming neighborhood or it's just a safe place for your family, your home has good bones, you know? And so focusing on those and then setting a foundation and laying a solid foundation when you do buy something. So thinking through flow and thinking through proportions and buying quality pieces that you know will go with you from home to home to home or at least last a really long time is what the store was focused on and what we really wanted to create for people were foundation goods and those were pieces that were, were the foundation of your home in the beginning. And so I know that's sometimes overwhelming too because you're looking you're saying, but my foundation's brown. And, <laughs> and my floor plan's quirky. Yeah. But you know, just really looking for what is what are the redeeming qualities about your house? What can you bring out? What can you focus on? And you know, for me, my home has seen me through so many hard times and I've been in the home for so long. And just the fact that it's been a safe place for my family to have a crisis after crisis means so much to me. My home, I love my home so much for that reason alone. And I think that's a solid foundation to, to, to build on. I, I love that's that. I think that like we we have kind of bought into this idea that like oh we have the perfect home it means like we'll have the perfect life that goes with it right and like the reality is like that's just simply not true right like it is so valuable and supportive to have a home that like meets your needs that has you know the spaces you need that's organized like that can support your lifestyle right there is truly value in that and 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 it is really a privilege you don't to get to craft that and cultivate that but like that doesn't need to be off limits for any of us right and i think organization like i'm not an organizer and i'm someone who's constantly trying to like be more organized but i really value organization right and i think like you know i think kind of what bethany said like hearkening back to like the foundation and the core and the basics like you know even just like simply like trying to keep up on clutter in your home and like you know keeping things in order and like trying to get systems in place for things like that that goes a long way in making your home look better. And it also makes it feel better because then it's less cluttered, right? I think that's like a simple place to start. I think beyond that, like really getting into like the experience we're having in our homes, like just because our homes aren't fitting this perfect mold, it doesn't mean they're not beautiful in their own way, right? And that doesn't mean that they're not great. And like Bethany said, like that they have their own redeeming qualities. And I think like, I think we are like best served when we really focus on like, where we are, what we have, and making it the best that it can be, you know? And so like, whatever, however that applies to you, right? Like whatever resources you have, whatever tools are at your disposal, you know, whatever you can do, you know, maybe it's like de-junking and taking a load to the thrift store, right? Yeah. Maybe it's going out and buying a few new things that will like spruce up the house. Maybe it is taking on a more significant project, like wherever you are. But I think like, it's just really important, even on those days when we're feeling overwhelmed or stuck or frustrated, to take a step back and, and almost just offer gratitude for our homes and what they give us. And I, I love what Bethany said about like all the hard times that her home has supported her through, right? Like our homes deserve our gratitude. Like they provide so much for us. And one thing I've been really thinking about a lot lately is that like, no matter what my home looks like, 
my family are going to make the same memories there, right? Like the birthdays are going to happen no matter what. The, the dinners around the table, they're happening no matter if my home looks great or if it's in shambles or if there's messes in every room, right? And so like we might as well take the time to like appreciate and savor those experiences that we're having in our home because like those aren't focused on how our home looks. They're focused on how our home feels. And I think that's equally important. And I think that sometimes we put this disproportionate emphasis on like, the look is the thing and how it looks and if it's decorated right and if we have the right furniture and the right whatever when like the reality is is like how our home looks is only like a piece of the pie right and the other pieces of the pie are the energy in our home the atmosphere you know like all these other elements that like come into play that are part of the experience of home the experience on of a home isn't solely based just on the aesthetics we recently had an experience with, with my daughter. Um, she's started junior high and she's getting invited to these fun party houses and they have basketball courts and party barns and swimming pools and fun and, friends. Yeah, they're really fun <laughs> friends. And she's like, Mom, I want to start having kids over and our house isn't that fun. And I was like, I know. But I sat down with her and I just said, What would make you feel you know excited to have friends over? And we came up with a couple lists and one of them was a snack drawer. And another was a couple games. And I was like, really, this is all, all it's going to take? You know? <laughs> but, but we just spent some time on it. And we, we reorganized the way the basement works. And, and we bought a few games. And we put together a snack drawer. And she has friends over all the time. And they have so much fun getting in our costumes and making a mess of things. But it was just rerouting that to not feeling bad that we don't have those things. And what can we do to make you have confidence and feel great about having kids over? Yeah. Well, I think it's so much about the mindset, like what you just said. It's like a lot of how we feel about our home is the mindset we have. And like the good and the bad news is that we have control over our mindsets, right? Like we, there are things that we can do and practices that we can put in place that like kind of help us like adjust those mindsets. And I think that sometimes when we're unhappy with our home or frustrated or dissatisfied with like what we have or how it looks or, you know, the project we want to take on, it's really the mindset. The mindset is the thing, right? Maybe we are actually fresh about the physical aspect, but the thing that's bothering us the most is kind of the attitude we're taking on it. I love this so much, and it's resonating so deeply with me, especially, you know, I've mentioned we're renovating our homes, and, you know, I, I don't want to wait to love my home. You know, it'll probably be 10 years before all of our projects are done, and then we'll have more. And I don't want to wait to love my home until those are done. You know, I want to add a snack drawer that will serve my family now and love it right now. And I just think there's so much power in loving what you have, regardless of the things that you want to change about it. And I really just appreciate this conversation because I love that you can be excited to change things and be excited to take risks and do these things that are gonna make you love your home, but also feel empowered to love your home how it is right now and make what you have right now work for you because that's one thing in the home industry. I mean, we can go buy a piece of art and we can love that today, but there are a lot of things that are structural and will take a long time to happen. And so we can do we can do both and we can have both just by changing our mindset. And I really just love that perspective. It's really powerful. Uh, oh. No, you're fine. I was just thinking as you're saying as you're saying that, I'm like, I have had two different mindsets in, you know, like a mindset shift within twelve hours. One, you know, one hour my house is a mess and I'm like, I just want my darn fireplace already. <laughs> and then 
12 hours later, like my kids are being so sweet and running around this wall that has two entrances. So they just do circles and circles and circles around it. <laughs> and my husband's helping me cook dinner and we have music playing and candles lit. And I'm just like, I wouldn't change a single thing about my house That's right now. That's the magic. You That's know? Magic. So I think it is just noticing those moments and remembering that and, and saving them for those times that you may feel less less gracious towards your home. Yeah. Well, I think, I think I love what you said about like those, are, you know, there's isolated experiences or isolated places in our home. Like sometimes the whole thing isn't where we want it or what we want it to be. That, But that doesn't mean that parts of it or pieces of it or certain experiences or certain spaces can't be cultivated to where we want to be going right and and I think that like I think at my house I have this like entry table and like usually besides having like lots of Amazon packages stacked by the door usually that spot is pretty clean and pretty tidy and pretty in order you know and we walk through that space it's kind of like in a central part in our home and I change it for the seasons and I kind of like change out what's on my entry table and like you know, the rest of my house can be a disaster. But like, if I can just get that little moment of like walking by my entry table and be like, yeah, that looks cute. Yeah, there's a, you know, there's a beautiful candle burning on it and my stack of books and whatever art I have there or like fresh flowers or whatever I'm doing at the moment. But like, you know, it's just like those little wins. Like I think, I think those little wins really matter and they really are valuable and, and help us kind of find those little pieces of joy within our home. Mine was for a long period of time, a wrapping paper station because I, everything else could be falling apart in my house, but I had cute ribbons and wrapping paper and any time I could have a great gift. Ooh, I love and so that. so that just, whenever I got to wrap a present, I was like, the dishes aren't done, there's shoes everywhere, <laughs> but I can wrap a cute present. And that was for a long time, like my moment. That's I amazing. love that. I want a wrapping paper station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's something that you value and made a priority and you got to have yeah, that. And it, it wasn't was like expensive. You. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Um, okay, for for when we do want to make changes, what mindset do you go into when you are making changes? Where do you where do you start? Well, I think it's always good to kind of like we were saying, like kind of learn what you like and learn what resonates with you. Like kind of whether that's like certain looks, certain materials, like specific pieces. Like you know, there've definitely been times um, where we worked with clients, or like even for myself, where I'm like, oh yeah, I want you know like this type of chair or I want that pink color, or I want, you know, this type of, you know, a landscape and, a pre you know, whatever it is mm -hmm. that we're kind of like excited about. So I think it is really good to know kind of like what is the DNA and what are the building blocks of like what you like, what you want to create, what you keep coming back to. And it's interesting because oftentimes we'll do this exercise with clients at the beginning of a project. And a lot of times they've been saving images for years and it's been this like, you know, long time coming dream that they're like finally at this point and they're so excited and they, you know, there's all these visions for this thing that we're going to create together. And it's honestly one of my favorite parts of the project because it's like, it's like all the creativity. It's just like everything's at our fingertips at that moment. And it's like all the creative ideas are coming to the surface. And it's so fun to go through those with people and help them pull out like, oh, did you know that like every single kitchen you have like pinned has like brass pendants hanging over the island? Or did you notice that? Or like, did you notice you only like hardwood floors that are these tones? Or, you know, it's just interesting because a lot of times like they haven't pinpointed some of those specifics, but like as a designer, like I can look at them and be like, oh yeah, they are like very consistent here, right? And I think that's true for everyone. I think we all have things that we like, you know, really like mirror the look that we want or materials that we like or or just like spaces that feel like yeah I like how that feels I want I want that I want that feeling or I want that look 
So I think that's always a good place to start. Like start, start with the inspiration and really like gather your inspiration um, and like, you know, focus on kind of the aesthetic value of that. But I think equally important and what goes in hand in that is really like identifying what are the goals of what you're doing, right? Are you, you know, are you trying to create a comfy space for your family to hang out? You know, do you need a game area? Do you need an art area? Like whatever the goal is of the project and the reason behind. I think that homes that are done right really need to support the lifestyle that like, like there's a lifestyle element, right? Mm -hmm. So if your home's done right, then it's going to be not only looking beautiful and looking the way you want it to look, but it's also going to be thoughtfully planned in a way that it's like, oh yeah, you know, these kids love to draw. And so we've made sure there's like, you know, like art things all throughout the house, like places that they could pull them out or a little art spot here where the kids can just create what they want to do. Or, you know, families that love to watch movies together or play board games together or people that love to cook, like whatever the values are in your home and the things that you love to do and the things that you're passionate about, make sure your home is really um, speaking to those things and resonating um, in that way so that you can feel like, yes, I am a chef and I feel like a chef cooking in my kitchen or, you know, I love to create things or craft things with my kids or whatever it is that is specific to you, create those supportive spaces in your home. Yeah, and then the next things I would say to do are, like I said before, lay the foundation, look at the big pieces and the flow of the rooms and, and how you've invested in those big pieces and the, the foundation of the foundational items in your home and then really individualize it and find the things that um, you know speak to you and your family. Whether, you know, I just recently put up a gallery wall in my home and I wanted my family to feel like, have memories on there that just brought, brought back memories and made them feel wonderful about themselves. So I have pictures of my daughter surfing and my son's biking and my husband skiing and they're moments in our lives that are important. And so that was one way I, you know, brought our individual talents into the house. and. You know, I think a lot of times people want really specific things from designers, but what we're trying to say is dig in deep and you'll find it within yourself. Okay, I have to say this is making me think when I see so many inspiration photos that I love, I can go look at them and say, okay, well, my son would crack his head open on that coffee table in two <laughs> seconds and like that vase would be broken in half a second. Just And I do think that I don't always think about that when I am actually going to put things in my home. And so, you know, I want my house, like you have a place where the boys just run around and run around. I want, you know, I have little kids. I want them, I want them to feel at home in our house too. And so I just really appreciate just reminding everyone of the value of making sure that your home works for you. It doesn't just, you know, how it looks is one element, but What's so much more important than that is how it feels. And I do think the way it looks plays a lot into how it feels, but they have to work together. And so definitely, I, these tips are also valuable. Okay, I'm also curious, you may have already answered this, but we wanted to ask about finding your personal style, which I feel like we've talked a lot about that, but also how do you find your home's style so that you can kind of combine the two and not be so swayed by every every trend that comes your way. I, I think your home, your home tells you your, tells you your style, it's style. I feel like I, I moved into a home as a kid, I was gonna do a modern version. This one's gonna be a modern version of me. It's just me. <laughs> I can't make it anything but my own style. And I think, I think it, if you listen, I think you, you can find it. I don't know that there's a formula for that. I, I think it's interesting to consider that because a lot of times like the actual location of your home I think can kind of inform that like definitely if you have 
your own style and I think life experiences play a lot into this like you know maybe there's places you've lived or places you've traveled or you know like places that you grew up like if you grew up on a farm or you grew up in a city or what you know whatever your life experience has been like are there ways that that's reflected in your home whether it's by like art materials you know or you know things you've collected whatever it is are there ways that like your home is personal in that way that like those things are referenced or evident in your space and then I think kind of what Bethany was touching on like like the house itself like I'm kind of a house nerd and I really feel like houses like have their own souls and like and like you know like sometimes I'm like my house has feelings you know <laughs> I think of the house and like Encanto you know and how the house is like magical and oh like, yeah you know, <laughs> All houses are Every magical, house just not magic. quite like that, yeah. right? Um, and so I think that where your house is, whether it's like, you know, in a in an old historic neighborhood or like a new development or, you know, whatever the location of your house, like I think that informs it too, right? So if you live in a historical area, if you live, you know, in the mountains, if you live at the beach, if you live in a small town, big city, whatever it is, like there are ways to kind of like infuse that and like use that as like a, you know, kind of like a guidepost for what you're doing and like what feels fitting fitting to that i think another trick too is look in your closet i think you'd be surprised at how many times you pick furniture or colors based on clothes that you like i i once had a purse and i had a herringbone pattern on it and next thing i know i had a couch with the same fabric and i think even when we we look at clients like their color palettes are pretty consistent so i think your closet's a good spot yeah i love that match paint colors to items of clothing before I think too, it's funny because we used to ask clients, like when we would start a project, like, where would you, where do you go shop? Like, because we would want to know like, yeah. okay, well, if they're super classic and they, you know, shop at these, you know, J. Crew and Banana Republic or whatever, or if they're like more of an anthropology style, because a lot of times like where they like to shop for clothes was sort of like a reference point for like what their style sort of design style was. Totally. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Okay. I'm having such a lightning bolt moment right now. I <laughs> So I, I have done photography professionally and still do, but my husband, he does video professionally. So we, we have so many photos. I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, why is my home not full of photos? <laughs> we have so many. Like that is so us. And I, I feel like I'm going to go home. I'm going to print out a lot of photos that feel like us, that feel special to our family. I'm going to hang them up because we love them. And I am going to go home and I'm going to write down a list of the things I love about my house. Just like a little moment of gratitude for my house to reference because you talking about that, I, that resonated so deeply with me. So that's a great practice. Yeah. Well, and I think kind of what you said, like, you know, those moments that Bethany referenced with capturing and then like you being involved in photography, like I think always being open to inspiration, right? Like I think we touched on earlier, like your home is evolving and you're evolving. And so like, you know, things will change and your kids will grow up and you can kind of not have to have everything be so like kid focused, you know, at some point in life. But I think like being open to like, you know, those new sparks of inspiration or new ideas or things you see places or just letting things evolve. Like what you were just saying reminded me that we have this like cute customer that we become friends with that like comes into the store all the time. And you know, like we don't, we're not like on a first name basis with everyone who shops here by any means. That would be really great. But, but we are with her and um, she had this like coolest piece of art in her dining room that I saw one time she posted on Instagram and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Where did you get that? I love that. That's amazing. And she's like, oh, it's just like a photo of my son running on the beach. 
And I was like, oh, cool. And I was like, I'm like, you know, like, I'm a designer. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I kind of pride myself on knowing where to yes. get everything. Like, I could source anything. If there was a game yes. show of where to source anything, <laughs> I would win. <laughs> but um, it was just so funny to me because I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I had pictures of my kids running on the beach. Like, and, and she had just, like, blown it up really big and, like, put it in the frame. And I was like, amazing. Like, you know, and, like, open, op- be open to inspiration. Like, you know, you will see things in your life and you'll be like oh that's cool that's a cool idea and that's so personal like how can I take that home with me that will never go out of style to have her son Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. she will love that forever and the older he gets the more special it will become yeah really like that that's so sweet okay I also um have another kind of specific question I am wondering um if there is something that you wish more people knew about home design is there like a secret that you, you're like, people don't know this, but they should. <laughs> oh, I feel, I feel like people just stress themselves out so yeah. much. Like I, and it's funny as a designer too. Cause like a lot of times I'll be going to like someone's house, like a friend, of one of my kids and I'll be picking them up or I'll be going to someone in my neighborhood's house. I'm like, I can tell they're like on pins and needles. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, or they've like been cleaning up because I was coming over and I designed it. And I'm like, okay, you do not have to impress me. Come to my house. It's a mess. Like, you know, don't you worry. But I think we all just take it too seriously. You know, like it should make us feel good. It should make us happy. It should, again, like support like the life we want to be living. And I think we kind of touched on a little bit. I'm just like, don't be afraid to make it individual. I think one of the things in the store and as we, you know, kind of think about how we want to do our marketing for the store and as we like, we, you know, there's a lot that goes into like running a business and, and the content you create and and all the pieces of it. But like, we really, especially lately have been really focused on like, what are the, what are the messages that we're sending to people? And like, what, you know, what do they feel when they walk away from like seeing some of our imagery or like shopping on our website or coming into our store? Like, what is that experience like for them? And, you know, I think it's it's kind of really important to just, like, really look for those things you love and, and hang on to them and find ways to bring them in. And, yeah. you know, I think that can be, you know, shopping somewhere and, you know, taking something home with you. I think it can be something personal, like a photograph or a piece of art kind of we've touched on. But, like, I think really just, like, touching base with those things that, like, they're all little building blocks, right? Like, when we go back to that dream house that we all have living in our imagination, like, all those little things that we're collecting along the way, it's like it's like the Legos, you know? They're all a little Lego that can like go into like our house that we're building. And and so really being thoughtful about those and, and contemplated about those. And you know, when you find something you love, love it. And take it home with you and make it work. And I would say too, you're better at it than you think you are. A lot of times when friends will ask me for advice or pull me into what they're doing, they're three quarters of the way there and they just got stuck whether they just didn't have the courage to finish or they, they were insecure about what they'd already decided. And most of the time I'm just, just telling what they did was great and to keep going. And so I think that's probably the missing link for a lot of people. Okay, this conversation has been so refreshing, especially from the design industry. And I just feel like the messaging is so, your house is not enough, you need this, this, and this. and. I just love the message that you guys are spreading of you can love the house you have now. You know, it's worth investing in some things that you love and whether it's figuring out the flow or adding pieces that you love or just all of these tips to make it a place that we can love and we can have those memories. And it is a, our homes, they're a sacred place. You know, they're a place where we live. They're a place where we make memories. They're a place where we go through hard times. And you know, we should all get to love our homes regardless of 
the process that we are going through with them. Um, do you guys have anything else? I feel like we asked most of our questions. Britt, do you have any more? No, that was all. Or I would love to hear if there's anything else you want to share. Oh, I would just add, don't wait. I feel like I'm becoming old, an old lady and my kids are getting older. And, and I think, you know, there was homes I would go into and, I, and it would be more complete. And I was waiting and I was saving up for the perfect thing or waiting for the perfect piece of art to come by. And I think I waited too long some of the time. Whereas other people just jumped in and made it wonderful, you know, to begin with. And so don't wait, don't postpone it. There's not, there's nothing that's going to, there's no time like now. That's such good advice. Yeah, I think, you know, I think we all have the opportunity to create our own kind of magic in our home. And I think I have had the opportunity to go through so many homes and like, you know, so many different experiences. And there are totally different things that I loved about one to the next. And, you know, even thinking of projects that we've gotten to work on and just how they're all unique and beautiful and special in their own way. And I truly think that like when people can really hone in on their style and know what's true for them and lean into that and, you know, and, and walk that path and bring that into their home and bring kind of all those soulful elements and personal elements in their home. Like it's its own kind of magic. And I think that we need to kind of stop like looking to everyone else to like validate for us like what is right for us and i think that's like true in life in a lot of areas but i think it's especially true in our home of just like being true to yourself you know and if you like i we beth and i were talking about cheetah carpet earlier tonight and we're like cheetah carpet do or don't and we're like you know what if you love it it's a do if you don't it's don't whatever you know and i don't think i think so many times like a phrase i say regularly um in things that we're doing with clients and even in store is like there is no right answer right it's it's like both are good choices um you know Either, you know, either one will look good. Like, what do you feel the best about, right? It's like, and I think so, so often we think it's like binary. Like, well, this sofa will be a good choice and that one it's will like be a, a bad right choice. It's like a right and a wrong. Mm-hmm. Or, or we get fixated on like, oh, there's a best version of this. And like, I have to do the best version of this and I'm worried about making mistakes and I'm worried about picking the wrong one. And it's like, you know, like whatever you pick, then you, you know, could find a way to balance that and make it work and, you know, and, and kind of build from there. And so... I think just like let go. I think we all just like would do well to sort of, I think relax a little bit, like take the pressure off, lean into what we have and where we are, and then like really focus on how can I make this the best that it can be. And and I think that when we do that, then along comes with that of just like more satisfaction, more joy, more special moments, more letting go, more um, savoring, you know, what we have. And I think that gratitude, like I loved what you said about like taking the time to like sit down and be like, what am I grateful for in my home? Whether those are actual physical things about your home, experiences you're having home, things your home provides you. But like, you know, just like living in that, that mindset, I think is like, I think that's a place where we'll all be happier with what we have. And I think that's the goal. And it keeps us going on our house journey, wherever that journey will take us. I so appreciate that I, I'm leaving this conversation feeling like I need to look within myself more often. I, I'm laughing as you're talking about like looking for validation from other people and we need to just like move forward confidently because I <laughs> have like a couple of times been like debating, you know, ha- I'll have like a design decision in my home, I'll be debating it. And I'll be like, I'm going to text some friends. And I'll like text some friends and they'll all go with the one I was not leaning towards. <laughs> and I find myself like 
like trying to back up my decision and then I'm like okay I think my decision's made yeah, and it's not the one they told me which actually <laughs> yeah. verifies your decision exactly we exactly call that by committee. <laughs> yeah. don't do it yeah. so I just anyway I'm like I think I needed to hear that I appreciate like I so often we just simplify it to this right and wrong decision and I'm like okay I need to take more risks I need to trust myself more and and just move forward more confidently um that being said, I feel like we've asked all of our questions. I'm wondering how our listeners can find you. I know a lot of people are local, so they probably already know about Foundation Goods, which is such a beautiful store. But if they can't be here physically, where else can they find you? On Instagram, your website? Our website's www.foundationgoods.com, and we're at Foundation Goods um, on Instagram. And we love our Pinterest customers. Oh, well. and on Pinterest as well. Yeah. We love our customers. We love we love them on the phone. We we have something. We have uh, chat on our website. We love chatting with them there, and we love to see them in the store. So, I think I was just thinking as Bethany was talking about like the store and just all the ways that we like engage with um, all of you out there listening. But um, it truly, I'm sure you guys have all seen that meme about like when you order something from a small business, like someone somewhere is like you know like just joyful and excited about what you're doing and. Um, you know, we've had so many experiences like that with the store. Like, you know, we definitely have a lot of people involved in what we're doing, but like all of the people that come in, all the orders that come through, like all the experiences, like when we, when things get sent out the door to each of your homes, like we truly just like joy in that and think about like, oh, I hope that base is off going to live a good life and <laughs> we hope the salad bowl will, you know, will get used well. Or, or look at this cute party someone's having. Or, yes. dog, or oh, look what they ordered together. They must be setting their dining table. And, you know, and it really has been a joy to like watch things like spread all throughout the country, um, you know, in that way. And so we just like love and appreciate that we get to be doing this and making beautiful things and sharing something that we love and is dear to our hearts with all of you. Well, I know I personally have found so much value from this conversation. And-